Hey everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate by Relationship podcast. I'm your host, Barb Butts, where we talk about all things real estate and all things relationships. Today, I'm so excited to bring to you a very special guest. Danielle Fimmel is not only an amazing agent. She's not only a dear friend of mine. She is also one of my top agents at the RE Collective. And today I'm going to interview her so that she can share with you all of the things that have made her so successful in such a short period of time, not only being an amazing realtor, but being an amazing wife, amazing mom, amazing community member. I am so excited for you to hear from her today. And I think her story might inspire you. Welcome to today's show. Hello, my dear friend, Danielle. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. I'm excited to be here. I want to, I feel, I feel honored. I'm excited. I'm ready. <laughs> well, full disclosure, you guys, Danielle is one of my amazing agents at the RE Collective. And there's some very specific reasons that we're chatting with her today. Um, Cause they think that she can be really helpful and inspirational to so many of you out there. So Danielle, first of all, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your family, your home life kind of, and then how you got into real estate. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, I came down to Long Beach to go to Cal state Long Beach. I thought I wanted to be a teacher and, um, definitely realized I did not feel like being a teacher anymore. Um, I ended up meeting my husband down here and we've just kind of created our little life here. And we have two little girls, Claire and Cameron, they are almost three and one and a half. They're like 18 months apart, but so we're very, very busy. Um, I am obviously a full-time realtor and I love every most, how about most every moment of it. And, um, you know, it's just, we're navigating the life of having two little kids, but just trying to kick butt in business and grow our little family. I don't know. That's where yeah, we're at. And you're doing a great job and full disclosure to everyone listening. We are recording this in February of 2022. So when you heard her say she loves almost everything about real estate, yes. <laughs> then you know what kind of market we're sitting in right now. Right. Um, well, and, and fun fact, you got into real estate, um, kind of on a whim, you were working at, at a, a very famous restaurant slash bar in a very, uh, popular area of Long Beach and you were killing it, serving and waiting tables. But what, yeah. what attracted you to the real estate industry? Well, to be completely honest and very, like, I was one of those people that thought, Oh, like I just, you know, I want a flexible schedule. I'll, I'll just get into real estate. Like I really did not anticipate all of the work and the time and the effort that goes into this business. Um, but I'm really, really grateful that I found it because I'm very happy. Um, but so, yeah, so I was serving and I just kept on seeing realtors come in with clients or maybe not even with clients. Sometimes they were just coming in for lunch. And I was like, oh, I could get used to going out for lunch every day rather than serving people. <laughs> and when's the last time you ever went to lunch? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just Right. I do not have gotten a more in- inaccurate version of what a yes. realtor does during yes. the day, but that's okay because I would rather it be the way that it is anyways. But so yes. I reached out to my mother-in-law and I was just like, you know, like, you know, Beth, like, I think I want to get into real estate. And she was like, oh, like, okay. Like I know the person who you should talk to. So fun fact yes. for everybody out there. Um, my brother-in-law actually plays, played baseball with Chris Betts, Barbara's son. Yes. So my mother-in-law connected me to Barbara. And at the time, Barbara had an opening for just like a front desk position at the real estate company that they had. And I thought this would be a good opportunity for me to kind of 
you know, do this a little bit, work at the bar a little bit and just see if I really wanted to go head first into real estate. And then after a couple of months, Barb's like, well, it's taking you so long. And you did. And it's been amazing. And you got your license and you literally really started killing it from day one. I'm going to be really transparent with everybody. Danielle was one of the realtors who, who gets it, who applies everything she's being taught. And then she killed it from day one, but it's come with successes and challenges, obviously along the way, highs and lows, this real estate industry does. So let's talk about limiting beliefs. When you started, what was your biggest limiting belief? So actually I want to backtrack a little bit because I, I appreciate your version of events of that. I (laughs) I didn't feel like that. And I think one of my, um, you know, I held on to my bartending job for a little while. Like I had gotten my license in December. I, you know, so I started practicing like in January and then I didn't quit. I mean, it was just months and months and months of trying and nothing was happening, but I know, I know now that it takes a little while and that's okay. But I remember, I think it was like April and I was like, I need to pull the plug. And I pulled the plug, I think May, like it was Memorial Day weekend. That was my last hurrah. And I had said two months before I told my bosses, I was like, this is my last day because I knew I needed to like go full force in. Like I was like, and so that's why one of my huge limiting beliefs was that I just couldn't do it, that I wasn't going to be able to support myself. I had gone a couple of months, um, you know, I was newly married. I didn't want to go into my marriage and not be making any money. And so it was kind of scary. But once yeah. I pulled the trigger on just like going full force in, like I never looked back at that. At that point, I feel like I took off because I was always like, oh, like, um, you know, if I was feeling anxious about something, I'd just go pick up a shift. It was completely different than having to hustle for clients to then get into escrow to then hopefully close escrow to then get a paycheck. Yeah. I love, I I love that you're sharing that because really what you're saying is you had to believe in yourself. You had to bet on yourself in order to get rid of that limiting belief. You had to say, I know I can do this and I'm going to give myself a deadline of where I'm not going to have the crutch, if you will, to fall back on of, of falling back on Riley's. Exactly. I didn't. And, and I love thinking of it that way. Like I needed to just gain a little bit of confidence that I can do this. And I'm a very, like, I'm a pretty driven person. Like I like having goals and I like having things to work towards. So I'm, I'm used to having that kind of confidence, but I think in like this big kind of realm of making a huge career jump, it was probably the biggest thing I've ever done to leave a very, very cushy job to go after something that, you know, started becoming a passion of mine. Absolutely. Um, so how many years for everyone that you've been selling real estate now? I think it's six years, right? No, going on seven. I was going to say I did, got my, I went in and in 2015. So yeah. almost. Yeah. Going on seven years. Okay. That's so you're crazy. seven. I know Danielle seven <laughs> years forward. We're seven years into it. You are very successful. I'm going to force you to say it. You are very successful. There's many, many realtors, seven years in the business that would love to have the production that you have. Um, and the balance that you've created in your life with your family and your girls, and I'm your broker. So I'm fully authoritative to say that. Um, (laughs) So what would you tell everyone that listens to this amazing show with us has attributed to your success in real estate? A couple of things. Having a mentor, 1000% having accountability, because if it weren't for you know, you showing me the way from the beginning. I know there's a lot of really wonderful, successful realtors out there who are willing to take agents underneath their wing. Um, They need to find somebody like that because I was, could have just been, I would have done 
I don't even like know what, I don't even know where I would be. I probably wouldn't still be a realtor. I'd probably go back to the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, so having a mentor 100,000%, because not only did you, you know, was I taught the right way to do things from the very beginning, but also how to create, you know, good habits. And I also have someone who's there to smack me when I (laughs) started to let all the bad habits creep in. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, and learning, you know, not to, you know, I know that I'm on your podcast, but not to just continue tooting your horn, but like you taught me that work-life balance about like what it's like to, I can be both an amazing realtor and a kick-ass mom without having to choose one or the other. And I think that's been really important because I've also learned how to help, have my kids help me with real estate, you know, and how I can use them in their activities in order to help continue propelling my business forward. It does not need to be separate. It can be all together. Let's unpack so much of what you said there. So first of all, a mentor, which I fully, fully, fully support. And let's, you know, a mentor is different than a coach. I want to be really clear about that because a coach is really kind of helping you in an accountability perspective, get you to your goals, help you see your blind spots where a mentor is someone that's going to teach you exactly how to do it. Right. And a lot of good real estate coaches were never realtors. They don't know how to have difficult conversations. They don't know how to balance their lead generation with their kids' activities. They don't know how to do certain things on a day-to-day basis in real estate. So I love that you said that. Accountability is huge, right? Mentors can hold you accountable. Coaches can hold you accountable. Your spouse can hold you accountable, right? Accountability is something that I think a lot of people are afraid of, right? A lot of people are afraid of accountability. And the one thing you didn't say that I know has made you successful, and I do want you to unpack it a little bit because we're on the Real Estate by Relationship podcast. But of course- you uh, latched onto me, which has been amazing just for me to watch you grow, but working by relationship, I know that's had an effect on your business. And I really want you to share how it's impacted your business so that you can inspire some of these agents listening to maybe change their mindset when it comes to their yeah. generation activities. Absolutely. Well, I think that everyone is going to be different. Everyone has their own way of doing business. That's going to feel good and feel right to them. And I think now, like I'm so grateful to have started off and and learned working relationally from the beginning, because if I had been, um, you know, somehow connected with a team that was doing a lot of, you know, other online leads, for example, it just wouldn't have felt authentic to me. And I know that I wouldn't have had the success that I am because I really enjoy, um, you know, making friendships with other people and building those relationships. And honestly, I've just used things that feel good to me to help move me forward. So, I mean, I absolutely, you know, I heard a quote a long time ago and it never really resonated with me as it does now, as it did then. Like I didn't even think anything of it, but they said like, it's so much easier to, to, um, you know, basically keep the relationships of someone who is already a client or already an employee, then go off and find more people. And so what what I've learned is that just by, you know, loving on the people who I want to love on. Cause I don't have to have them, you know what I mean? I don't have to love on you if I don't want to, like, that's the beauty of it all. Exactly. Right. <laughs> building those friendships and building those relationships. I'm being dead serious. When I say, I don't remember my last client that like, I really just didn't want to because yeah. it's all recommendations and exactly. referrals and relationships from relationships. And so yeah. it's made my business a really honestly happy place for me to be. Yeah. Good people know good people. And when yes, you when you work by relationship, you're asking people to duplicate themselves, right? You're asking your friends, your past clients, your sphere of influence to say, 
introduce me to your friend network, introduce yeah. me to your social network. Um, last night I was at a Super Bowl event and I met a ton of new people that are all connected to the friend's house I was at. That's a whole new opportunity of great people because who's going to invite a jerk over to their Super Bowl party that they don't like? I mean, unless it's like their brother and their brother's wife or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we all got those in, in our lives. But yes, typically the people that you're attracted to know other nice people and they're connecting you with them every day. And that's what makes our, the way we've chosen to do business, right? Such a joy. Um, So what do you think makes you different from other agents? You've been in the business long enough to see all kinds of different agents, all kinds of personalities. What makes Danielle different? What, What feedback do your clients give you that you think has really been the difference in your success? Someone, um, you know, this is a, a kind of a tough question for me because there's a lot of really amazing realtors out there. And oh, yeah. Every time that when I see someone doing something amazing, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. You know, and I keep on coming up with all these ideas just to continually make myself, you know, better in every way. Um, and I, re- I was like, so what is it that makes me different? Like, I try and think about that. But I think that truthfully, it just comes down to like, I have a huge passion to just serve people, you know, like even from the, from I was working at a bar, I wanted to be a teacher. And so to be able to have found a, a business where I like know in my heart and soul that I'm helping people, like not only achieve their dreams, like, so by honing in on knowing that I have that passion, it makes me have excellent customer service. I have excellent communication. I know that I'm really, really, really good at what I do, but it doesn't stem from a, that I'm getting a paycheck. It stems from that. I just changed these people's lives. And that's a really like, it's such a good feeling to me. And I was in my business networking group the other day and someone was asking like, if you weren't afraid of like, of, of failure in business, like what would you do? And everyone was, we all had our answers and people were answering things like, you know, I would go back to school. I would be a doctor. I would do all of these different things. And what I had said, not that I'm planning on moving, so don't freak out. But I said, I would love to like, just up and move, start over somewhere fresh. I think it would be so cool to start over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I would be afraid of like restarting my whole business, even though I've already done it once. I know yeah. I could do it again, but yeah. I was the only person in that whole entire group that would continue doing what they were doing. Interesting. I want to be, I want to be a realtor somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. I think that's awesome. I don't want to retire. I want to sell. Yeah. I mean, you know, ask me that in 40 years, but like, I want to sell real estate until the end of my life. You know what I mean? And it's like, I have found a really perfect way to serve people and help them achieve their goals and dreams while making a living for myself and my family. And I don't know any other, I don't can do do that. Well, what I'm hearing you say is the word serve a lot in, in serving others. And I think that that's one thing that I've seen in your success is you're not afraid to ask for business. You're not afraid to talk to people because you're not looking at it as you're being in sales. You're, you know, so many realtors, especially a lot of realtors that listen to this podcast that give me feedback. They say, I feel like a pushy salesperson. I feel like a pushy salesperson. And my answer to that is, well, if you're just calling them to ask them if they're buying or selling real estate, you are being a pushy salesperson. Yeah. But if you're calling them to serve them, if you're calling them to see what you can do to help them today, how you can make their day, you are serving someone in their life. If you're showing up for birthdays and anniversaries and you're showing up when the kids are sick and you're dropping off chicken noodle soup when they have COVID and delivering COVID tests to friends and neighbors that need it because you happen to have some, whatever the heck you're doing, you're serving people because you're a good person. And that is completely different than being salesy. 
And I think too, that like, I just put it out there. Like I'm on social media a lot, reminding people that like, it doesn't matter if your question is, if you think that your question is too small, like, I don't care. I want to, I want to be an asset to you. I want to help you. And a lot of times people will, will reach out to me and they'll say, Hey, um, I hope that this isn't annoying or and I'm like, you're not annoying me. Like, what, what's the yeah. question? Like, let me help you. And then that right there is an immediate in for me to start nurturing this new relationship because exactly. I know that I'm someone who that they trust when all I did was just say, Hey, do you have a question? And if it turns into a sale one day, great. If it doesn't, then I have one more person that I can love on. That's eventually going to turn into potential sales or referrals. And it's like, you're obviously, I, I gave you a few questions in advance, so you knew it was on there, but let, let it, let's pivot to social media. How has social media helped your business? Like how has it, not just what do you do and what do you say on it, but what, let, let me just, let me recap what you do. So, because I want to get to how it's helped your business, right? So Danielle has uh, taken everything I've ever told her and she's tried it everything. And, and part of that is being teachable but for and reals. I got to be better about reels. <laughs> well, okay. But I would still bucket that under your great at social media and in social media, everyone knows my biggest um, passion is creating conversation. My biggest passion is putting content out there that instigates some kind of response from your followers. Um, that starts a conversation and also being friends with everyone, you know, being very social on social media and being engaging, right? It has to be a two-way street. You have to comment and engage with your followers. So I know you do all of that. How has that helped you? I think that it's, it's been very helpful because I enjoy showing my, my typical day-to-day life as opposed to just being in real estate. Like I like, I find myself to be kind of a quirky, I don't, I'll say weird, but I think I'm a good weird, you know? But like people really, people really enjoy like the, the things that I put on my social media that show not only am I really, really good at what I do, not only am I someone that you can trust and you should trust, but you know, I'm also a mom. So we relate on that. I'm also do, I mean, I posted a picture yesterday of my little one and a half year old daughter chewing on a tomahawk steak bone. And I got more reactions out of that than anything. And so I think it really shows that I can be, you know, and I show the good, the bad and the ugly. Like there's sometimes that days are tough and it makes, I think it makes me relatable and we're just like waiting for the buzzword. <laughs> I think I'm just, just loving that you're saying everything that I always say. Maybe it's because you've heard it a million times, well, but you're proving though. it works. It's, you know, it's people can look at, you know, I don't know, like I've had so many people reach out to me and say like, you are, uh, how do you, I don't know, how do you do it all? I'm like, but I, but I don't, you know, and I enjoy going on there and showing that I don't do it all. And then people relate to it from that aspect as well. You know, it's like, we can be like, we, especially as women need to champion each other and show each other that we all have each other's backs. And so I don't know. I just think that by putting, I just, I keep it real. I'm like, this is who I am. This is me. I might not be everybody's cup of tea, but that's okay. Yeah. Because I want to work with people who like me and who I like too. You keep it real. You keep it relatable. You do as I teach to document your day. You show the behind the scenes. You do a great mm-hmm. job of mixing up the personal and the professional. Um, and you start conversations. And you know, we've talked about this numerous times within our own brokerage. We have many agents and they all do business a little bit differently. It all has a relational undertone, but some are really good at calls and talking to people and messaging or messaging people, really going and seeing people and having conversations. Then there's Mm -hmm. people like Danielle and I, 
who don't even have to do as much of that because we're constantly broadcasting, right? We're yeah. constantly putting information out there. That's like an open-ended conversation. That's really what I want you guys to, in, in the, in the listener world, want you to think about is social media gives you an opportunity to have an open-ended conversation to where people are going to respond to you on their own time. And you get to respond back on your own time. It's like the, nobody expects an immediate answer on Instagram or Facebook. Nobody no. expects that a text message they expect a little bit more of an instant response. So the great thing about social media is you can put some stuff out there today and follow up on it in the morning. You're still creating the conversation and you used when um, Cammy had that steak um, in her mouth, which was so freaking cute. And you are absolutely right. You got more responses on that than anything else you posted. But I guarantee today, when you say something about real estate, mm-hmm. every single one of those people that responded to Cameron is going to hear whatever you have to say today because the algorithm has you guys freshly connected. And that is the power that I wish I could get across to the entire real estate world is people connect on the personal and they hear the professional. They're not going to respond to your first time home buyer interest rates are going up comment today. But they're going to see it and they're going to internalize they're it. They're going to know that I'm good at real estate and that I know exactly. what I'm talking about. And, I'm yes. they can and when they show up at work today and their coworker is talking about real estate and frustrated with whatever's going on or that they can't find a home or they don't know where to start and they're overwhelmed, that friend that originally commented on Cammy eating the steak is going to remember Danielle and talk about Danielle. Danielle. Yeah. And I think the other thing I really like about social media too is like when it comes to like calls and text messages and all that. I mean, I, of course I still do those things. That's part of a foundation of my business. Yeah. However, that's me putting in the effort to reach out. But when you go on social media and you go share something, whether it be about real estate or about personal people are coming to me, exactly. it's like a lot less work. It's more yes. work in the sense that I need to like put something out there. Yep. Whereas a call is a one-to-one yeah. thing. And if you, you know, some people might have stage fright or be afraid of public speaking yeah. or and have anxiety about that. I'm grateful that I don't, but I put something out there and then people come to me. I don't need to go out and do all of the work about reaching right. and touching all of the people because I'm touching them, whether I know it or not. And half the time they reach out to me back. Yeah. You know, texting and calling is one-to-one. And I always say social media is one-to-many right? It's one too many. It's still you. It's still, they feel like they're communicating one-on-one because remember in the DMs and Facebook, it's private. That's what I really want everyone to remember. Those conversations are private, which is why people are more likely to respond. And if you don't understand what we're talking about, we're talking more about stories. I should have been a little bit more clear. We're talking more about, you know, Danny didn't post a random picture of her daughter eating a steak bone on (laughs) Facebook and just say, oh, isn't she cute? It was on her story. Yeah. So it, it, it instigates this private conversation. So I know you do a lot of things well, and I know that you work the real estate by relationship system very well. And, and we've talked a little bit about calls and outgoing connections. And obviously you write notes because I see them go through our postage machine and you do porch surprises and drop off pizza cutters and all the other things that we do in our business. But the one thing I'm not going to give you an opportunity to tell you where you excel. I'm going to, I want you to talk about the one thing that you do really well, which is community events, client parties, and really making those work for you. I've seen you do it. I've seen you grow through those. So give everyone an idea of now in in disclosure, because I always like to be clear, our brokerage puts on events that Danielle participates in. She's done her own small events on the side, but you've really mastered uh, using these events to grow your business. Tell, Tell everyone a little bit, what's your mindset when you go into these parties and events? 
So are you talking about the, our parties and events, like as like our, like yeah, as, as a brokerage? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Our, our client parties and events, not like a Super Bowl party that you were at. No, no, no. I get it. So when you start working relationally, when you start working by relationship, I hope to God that you find a little community where you are able to, um, you're with other agents who work the same exact way. And when, you know, I just thought of, even though none of these people were, were my clients, these are people that I have seen throughout the years. And as you know, they remember me as a brand new baby agent and they know me now. And then I have, it's really fun because then we start having clients that recognize each other at parties and you can make connections and help other people make friends. And then I'm like, why are you hanging out without me? You yeah. know? Right. So oh my so gosh. That happens all the time. It happens all the time, but that's because we are, you know, we only work with really great people that we exactly. you know, want, to come, want to come party with us. Exactly. But so I just, what I did in the beginning when I didn't have very many clients coming to these parties is I just, started talking with everyone in the room, not necessarily trying to, obviously not trying to get their business. They are already there with, but like to grow and build relationships and become a part of like our little real estate family. And then I don't know, like if I had one or two clients there for the first time ever, it looked like I knew all of these people in the room because I did. They don't know who's my client and they don't know who isn't, but I totally used that to my advantage. And I'm so glad that I did because now like, you know, these people who are other agents that are brokerages clients, like we all know each other. They follow me on social media and it's just because we like each other. It's not because we're ever going to get business or business from, you know what I mean? For me or anything, exactly. it's just, you, you build that community and, you know, well, was, and when was, you build this community of your clients coming and they see whether they're your clients there or not, they see what you are a part of. They understand what your brokerage stands for. Yeah. And that is so incredibly deal. important. It's a big, it's a big deal for your clients to know that you're a part of something bigger than yourself, which means they're a part of something. They're not just Danielle's client. They're Danielle's no. client that works for this brokerage that has a community influence. And when they start seeing other friends and people there, it makes them realize, wow, Danielle's really got her act together. I want to refer more to Danielle. I want to help Danielle. I want to see Danielle grow. And I think yeah, people are absolutely. afraid of client parties and events because they're afraid of no one will talk to each other. No one will engage. How do I entertain them? And you got to realize the people entertain themselves. They really, really, really do. And I know that you've yeah. seen that work in your business. Yeah. So if you could do one thing different starting over, what would it be? Like if you're a new agent all over again. What's one thing you do different or sooner? I would get on social media a lot sooner. I was totally a secret agent from the beginning. Sure. I was yes. afraid. It's almost like you, when you're a brand new agent, you, you run this fine line of like wanting a client, wanting people to come to you, but then you're like, Oh my God, what if I get one? Like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? And you panic <laughs> I love that you're admitting that. That's fantastic. It's like, like, I want, I want this new client so bad, but what am I going to do if I get them? It's scary, yeah. especially if you like, aren't, you know, used to, or like, what happens if I get multiple clients at once? I remember when I started, I was busting my butt and I didn't sell a single house. And then all of a sudden I had four escrows and I was running around like my hair was on fire. And I, uh, you know, I learned a lot from it because now I can have four escrows and I'm like, all right, right. Wanna, now you got no problem. Okay. You know, if I could do any, I would get on social media a lot sooner, start talking about the things that I'm doing. Um, show me at client parties and events, show me doing all of the porch surprises and things like that yeah. for clients. Yeah. And, um, because I was, you know, it's, 
you run a fine line between wanting to be really successful, but also afraid of like, what happens if I do get successful? Like, I want to mess it up. Well, you know, my dear, something I struggled with my career, you know about this. I've not shared it much on this podcast, but you just summarized it is people always say they're, they're afraid of failing, right? People always say that a fear, I have a fear of failure and you don't, you actually have a fear of success. Yeah. Right. You have a fear of success for a couple different reasons. One is, can I handle it to your point, right? Your capacity. Can I handle it? Do I even know what I'm doing? Oh, great. Someone referred me. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm scared to death. That's why you need the mentor and the support, right? All the things. But the second thing is, is it going to change me? Right. You know, how, how are my friends and family going to see Danielle, the successful realtor? Cause we, we can talk about, you've had some challenges along the way already in your six years. I've had major challenges with that in my 20 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what you have to realize is anyone who's upset with you being successful was never meant to be in your life to begin with. That's, I have to, had to learn that the hard way, but it really is a fear of success, not a fear of failure. It's like, what, what's going to happen. And then, but then you can't think of all of the bad things. Like what if like, you know, this friendship changes, but to think about all of the amazing things that you're doing for yourself and your family. And how does that outweigh? It doesn't, they're they're not even a comparison. So just pedal to the metal and keep going. You know, I've had to kind of get over Like that was a really big fear of mine. I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to me? And I'm like, I love this person. And I'll take it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so proud of you for it because everyone loves this version of you, Danielle. Okay. uh, Market's really tough right now. Really hard right now. What's helping you the most right now? Agent relationships, communication, calling agents. And, you know, I let them know. I, I know that realtors, when they have a hot listing, are getting blown up right now. So I think that sometimes people try to overdo it by like... They don't want to, they don't want to have conversations with 15 people in an hour time frame. I know yeah. what it's like to have a listing like that. It's yeah. exhausting. So yeah. if one thing I've learned in my, in my business and my personal life is to meet people on their level, meet people where they want to oh, be. Oh, great if, advice. If they're an agent where they want to pick up the phone and chat it out and do all of that stuff, then I will be that girl. But if there's someone that's like, Hey, like ABCD, just text me. I'll be as pragmatic as possible and get it done. And I have Love that meet people where they are at. It's, I, where it's difficult. I think when you're a very relational person working in a relational business, we like being flowery and feel good. And some people just don't want that. So really, I just got to show that I am competent as an agent. I'm good at what I do and put forward a bomb offer that the sellers would be crazy if they didn't accept that has to do something, but also be an agent that the other person wants to work with. Danielle, golden nuggets of advice there. And you, that question, I didn't even pre-plan that. I added that that question based on the beginning of our conversation. When we reminded you were recording this in February of 2022 with one of the most insane real estate markets I've seen in my 20 year career. Um, But what you just said was meet people where they are. You said, meet the agent where they are, communicate how they want to be communicated with. And oh, by the way, isn't that how we should be treating our clients too? Yep. Right. Don't you have clients that want to hop on the phone and go through everything and others that are okay with texting, right? Yep. You got to meet people where they are. And I've had so many realtors say, I don't want my clients to Facebook message me. I don't like Facebook messages. Well, too bad. So sad. That's where they want to message you. Maybe it's a matter of they can do it on their computer from work quietly without their boss seeing and they can't get out their phone. Have you ever thought about that? Right. Some people are communicating in certain ways because that's all they can do in the moment. So absolutely amazing advice. Where can everyone find you so they can mirror you on social media. 
So on my Instagram handle is at Danny Femmel, D-A-N-I, and then my last name, Femmel, F-E-H-M-E-L-L. And um, yeah, find me there. We will, we will link her Instagram profile in the show notes. Don't you worry. So she clearly can't spell her name this morning. So there you go. Um, Danny, you are a breath of fresh air. You know that you're a shining star. I'm so incredibly proud of you. I tell you that all the time, but I can't tell you enough. Um, if, if I've seen someone take our system that I've worked for 20 years and apply it almost perfectly, but with your own personality, it's you. And, um, I'm not taking credit for your success by any means, but you've uh, latched onto a system that speaks to you and therefore you execute it, but you actually do the work, right? Because there's so many times realtors fall in love with a system, but then they don't do the work, right? So you have done that. And I'm so incredibly proud of you. And thank you for being here today. I think we're going to get a lot of questions and feedback on this. So Danielle already shared how to reach out to her. Feel free to connect with her and message her. And for those of you listening today, I am so grateful for you. Thank you for supporting the Real Estate by Relationship podcast. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. We would love for you to leave us a five-star review. And until next time, friends, we will see you very soon. Bye for now.